Uh, go so for it. I mean, you might as well. Couple months. I want to hear it. What's the, what is it? Let's record yeah. it. You know, so I work in a, a warehouse type facility. I won't get into specifics. I don't legally. I think I'm not allowed to get into specifics at this point. But uh, <laughs> fish related? <laughs> no, no fish. Okay. So, so uh, a couple weeks ago, it's a Monday. It's a Monday morning. You know, nobody's having a good time, and we've been busy basically since Christmas. It's been uh, Christmas levels uh, with the quarantine and all. I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pretty much sucks. Everybody's miserable, a lot of tension in the air, you know, and uh, this particular Monday, I got a dude across from me. He starts complaining. He starts bitching and moaning, you know, it's pretty typical. We're used to it at this point. Anyway, a manager comes down. He goes, uh, hey, man, what can I do? You know, he's trying to be nice to the guy. He's trying to buddy him up. The guy is just not having it. He's just, you know, turning his cheek every time he tries to crack a joke with him, just not having anything. I'm standing across witnessing the whole thing, and I say to the manager, yeah, he's not having it today. (laughs) That's all I say. That is all I say. This fucking manager starts losing his mind on the employee, the, the other guy, and being like, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're always in a bad mood. You're always ruining this shit for everybody, and I'm tired of this shit. So I, I continue to work. I, I walk off, and in the five seconds that I'm gone and have my back turned to the whole situation, I come back out. The employee has his hand on the side of his face, and he's like, hey, I need you to call another supervisor, bro. <laughs> and, and so I go, what the hell just happened? And there's a fourth person standing to my right who goes, oh, that supervisor just beat the shit out of him. Oh, my God. Dude, apparently he sucker punched him. He took three more follow-up punches before the dude even knew what was going on. Well, uh... (laughs) Absolutely insane. And so here's my favorite tidbit. I know that's crazy enough, but my favorite tidbit of the story um, so the employee walks off to go find another manager, I'm assuming, or call the cops. I'm not sure which. But <laughs> And while he does that, the manager that punched him continued to work for 10 minutes before they came and dragged him out of there. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Spread Show. Welcome to a special NBA edition of the spread. Big Bob is back in the building. Triple B. Actually, I think LeVar still has that copyright. Copywritten. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk some NBA. I'm excited. But uh, yeah, that quarantine work story. Fantastic. Mine was super easy. I was living the dream. We had less hours. Uh, They were paying everybody. We were like 930 to four every day. (laughs) So it was, it was, I've never gotten more work done in my life. I sent so much feedback to, to every corporate person I could find saying, please make this permanent. <laughs> Does it basically just become a call center with like a, no, it was social great. Distancing? Uh, I mean, That's yeah, awesome. there was, there was a lot of, uh, social distancing stuff, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. I was getting sleep. I was playing video games. I was working in the yard, um, but you know. Of course, some people lost their jobs, so I don't want to go all crazy. But uh, right, right. yeah, it was. It's it's nice to see that the virus is now uh, it's over in the social world. Um, no one cares anymore <laughs> because uh, 
the whole world is rioting at this point. So yeah, protesting, and then there's some rioters. I'll say that. But yeah, so uh, it's the worst year of all time. Don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's been pretty rough, but uh, yeah, I'm glad we're doing this podcast. I'll tell you that much. Seriously. Um, now, there's been a lot of uh, terrible podcasts in the basketball realm for like the past, I don't know, three, not three to five weeks, just about is the NBA coming back. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't handle it. I haven't listened to an NBA podcast besides like redrafting podcasts for, I don't know, two months, it feels like. What's your opinion on those? I absolutely, I would, I could listen to those all day, every day. And I thought I was going to enjoy those a lot more than I have. I don't know what? if maybe it's the format or the particular ones that I'm listening to, but yeah, yeah, I haven't particularly enjoyed the ones that I've heard. The format that Bill Simmons uses is kind of weird because they go through the draft first. You have, I kind of got used to it, but then they just redraft it and it's like, it goes super fast. I'm like, wait, how did you get to the seventh pick already? Maybe that's why. Maybe it's because it's confusing. And I'm like, wait, how is he going seventh already? Yeah. So, um, but I like just revisiting those old drafts is really fun because it's insane how bad the GMs were. I don't understand. (laughs) I I really truly do not understand how these GMs were so bad. It's crazy. It's uh, and it's fun to look back at some of the names that, you know, at the time we thought were going to be such big time players and they didn't turn into anything. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that guy from Pitt? I was listening to the last one they did. I think it was 2005, but there was a guy from Pitt that was just disgusting in college back in, back in the day. And he went in that 2005 draft and they were talking about him. I was like, Oh my God, I remember that dude. And I thought he was disgusting. Damn it. I have the to name does it. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Point guard or something like that? No, I think it was a lanky, uh, (laughs) like a lanky forward. I'm going to find him. Hold on. No, not bring back pit basketball. What happened there? You guys used to be good. Didn't they have that one Jamie dude at some point? Or was that the coach? God damn, I don't know. I have to find this guy. I keep wanting to say Lorenzen Wright because it's basic. Chris Taft. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I remember Chris Taft. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he was going to be so good, but that was the name. Um, they had that funny story about your boy Ike Diagu. Going oh, like that, was, that made me so sad. The, the Kendrick Perkins part? Yeah. Where they called him Ike Doo-Doo Diagu. How bad do you have to be if Kendrick Perkins is saying you're terrible? Your game sucks, and Kendrick Perkins doesn't have an offensive post game. Oh, that's just wrong. I hate Kendrick Perkins now, by the way. Uh, That's rough. What other basketball – so what has actually popped up in your head basketball-related over the last, like, month and a half? Um, I think first and foremost right now – well, over the last month and a half, first and foremost, was the whole Jordan documentary – do you think – I got a question. Do you think Jordan sized himself up for a ring after that? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Because he, he basically won another championship, right? Yeah. I mean, he uh, he basically just I, – I don't, I don't know how to understand it, but he, he hit every ingredient you need to, for that to be a success. Like nothing oh, yeah. else is happening. Um, LeBron was kind of out of the limelight for a little bit. And everyone had to focus on him. So it was like perfect. It was a perfect storm for him to have that released and just have everyone back on the Jordan train. 
Yeah, and he releases the most one-sided, skewed, 10-episode hype video, and then all of a sudden, he's the the best player of all time again. It's just like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Wait, why do you mean you don't know about it? Like, what? I'm still, I'm still not sold on it. I still think that it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's tough to compare eras, but if you wanted to go overall fantasy draft, I'm still taking LeBron number one overall, all time. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is impossible to do the eras thing. Uh, because obviously if you drop LeBron in there, it's just – I mean, they're just so different that it, it's it's an impossible comparison. But if you're like, hey, you get to pick one, you get to put both of them in both eras, and it, that it changes the makeup of your team, right? Like LeBron, you're going to want to allow him to make plays. Jordan, you're going to want him to have the ball. It's, it's just weird. I don't even know how to look at that stuff. But So my thing has always been, imagine if they're both starting at the same point, early 90s, and they both have Scottie Pippen. Yeah. Like, don't you think they're similar career paths? Don't you think they're both winning six titles? I don't – yeah, I think that uh, – I don't know if LeBron wins six titles, honestly. Yeah, you're right. He probably win eight. <laughs> I just don't know if he wins six. I don't know if he can – if I trust LeBron to do that. I also, though, was shocked that Jordan, like, barely won some of these titles. Like, there were, there were a lot of iffy titles. It felt like Jordan was always dominant. And yep. in this, it's like, and holy it's like, shit, we won. But god damn, it was a struggle. Oh, yeah. And they're definitely, they're dragging, like, dead bodies near the end of that, uh, the end of that documentary. You can tell he's just like, oh, I can't do this shit anymore. I'm surprised <laughs> he came back after watching that. Yeah. What like, surprised me uh, the, the most, honestly, was early Jordan. Holy shit. That Jordan nasty. is disgusting. Yeah, And it's nasty. like, that guy doesn't even exist in my mind. I just right. see, like, the mustachioed, kind of muscular older guy that I'm like, that guy was sick. But yep. holy shit, that first version is disgusting. For the longest time, I, I didn't even know that he played college basketball besides the one shot. Like, that was the only thing I'd seen a poster of him taking that shot. I didn't even know that he played besides that because, like, highlights weren't as, as available back then, you know? Right. I didn't think he – I thought my impression of him coming out of college was like, oh, he, he wasn't that great. Like, he was – Like Marvin solid. Williams or something, right? <laughs> no, not Marvin Williams, but like – No, no, no. Like, he rode the bench and, like, he wasn't, like, a big-time contributor on that team. But he was, like, player of the year or some shit. Yeah, that that you're right. Yeah, I didn't. I felt like he was like, oh, this is a pretty solid guy, and then he just turned mm -hmm. out to be Michael Jordan. But no, he was actually like kind of a star. Yeah, he was crazy. Um, yeah, the I think that was the best part was the beginning, just seeing the early seasons and the failures and stuff like that. <clears throat> because uh, I don't know, it just it was a completely different guy, and before think, Scotty stuff like that. I think my favorite part was watching him blatantly lie um thinking that nobody would call him out on his bullshit <laughs> <laughs> i he can do that though he's the go yeah yeah you definitely can when you win that many titles but i don't know i just thought it was ridiculous like especially the isaiah stuff uh, <laughs> seriously at this point what does he have to lose by saying we didn't know i didn't want isaiah on the team he could have yeah. said that he just buries everybody he's still not done burying people yeah, I mean, I kind of – I also didn't really always keep in mind the Krause stuff. Like, I remember reading about it in Bill Simmons' book, but uh, I would be kind of pissed too that – Oh, yeah. And 
I don't understand. I really get like the player empowerment thing. We need that now because looking back, Michael Jordan couldn't get his the owner or the GM to like do something. That's insane to me. Seriously. So like that's just like this year if, it, if they're like yeah LeBron or the Heat like if Pat Riley had the Heat and he was like no nah, I think we're gonna move on from everyone <laughs> like LeBron was like man this really just sucks this is too bad <laughs> I don't I don't really uh, I don't know that was shocking to me I don't understand I also kind of lost some respect for Jordan in that sense that he didn't walk up to the owner and say if you don't fucking <laughs> fire this guy I'm out. At some point. And really, all that GM dude wanted was just like a pat on the back. Like, he just wanted Jordan to be like, hey, man, you're pretty good at your job. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. really all he wanted. Jordan could have been like, hey, good job drafting Scottie Pippen. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I feel bad for the little guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By all accounts, a solid GM. But then, holy shit, how do you make that mistake of just like, you know what? I'm fucking blowing this up. No one cares about me. <laughs> like, I uh, guess after definitely. you win six titles, who cares, right? Yeah. And now he gets slandered uh, post-death. So that sucks. But um, I didn't really think of anything else in that that doc. I just – I saw a lot of uh, pretty bad basketball players, I feel like. But there were some impressive guys that I think would have crossed over. But, yeah, there was, there was some guys that – oof, he dominated uh, some shitty players. Yeah, that was my the, the only like the last thing that really stuck out to me was just some of those teams and how poor they really were after like some of the the uh, high end talent. So yeah. you look at the Jazz, they got stocked into Malone. The rest of that roster was garbage, man. <laughs> yeah, there was like I don't know how many teams there thirty two or whatever thirty teams, and they had maybe forty good players. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there was, and he caught what tail end of Magic and and Bird, Isaiah was out uh, after a little bit. Uh, there was just – there was a lot of weird shit. Barkley was – you know, Barkley, I think, like, kind of seeing some of the stuff with him definitely uh, is deserving of more praise. Oh, yeah. He was impressive. can <laughs> um, really think – I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, like, other players that I, I had more respect for. But really, just came, like I said, it came down to, like – what if we put Patty Mills in this era? Like, what would happen? Well, so I heard, Rosen. I heard the great J.R. Smith. I don't know if you happen to hear this also. I don't know. He was talking about how, you know, it's tough to compare guys in eras because if he's going up against, like, Bob Cousy or something like that, he's scoring every single time he touches the ball. Oh, my God. That's Bob Cousy would be so fucking pissed. <laughs> That's you want to talk point. about racial riots. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Especially in Boston. Imagine if JR went in there jacuzzi. Yeah, no, that's that's impossible to compare. Uh, yeah. But I also do think that, like, mid-'90s basketball, I do like – I liked watching some of those clips in those games. They were just it something was. more raw and athletic. Um, and I think it was Barkley that said it was, like, the best time in basketball history or whatever. Uh, it was a different game for sure. Yeah, I think right after that, it turned into, like, a lot of one-on-one kind of terrible one-on-one, not, like, good one-on-one. Um, yeah. And then after, then it's turned into the three-fest now, which is three kind of Three-fest. But also, watching these teams, like, just not shoot threes was really annoying. 
It's crazy. <laughs> They're just like packed into this small area with <laughs> with these like weird defensive rules. It's like, hey, if someone just shoots a three every once in a while, you might might be a little easier. I don't know. No, it and weird. it's nuts how we'd look at those specialists like Steve Kerr and Hornacek, even for the Jazz. <laughs> yeah. And they're hitting like three threes a game. We're just Jesus, like, oh, he man. just hit a, a second three. <laughs> Good Lord. You better close out on that guy, you know. <laughs> oh, hold on. What, are you getting a text? Uh, internet connection. I'm good. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Um, so, yeah, what's your feel? So, who do you have LeBron one? Yeah. And Jordan two. Yep. Who's three? Uh, it's got to be one of the big dudes, man. And it's hard for me to say that, but like one of the combination of Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, or Shaq. That has to be Shaq. The- oh, Shaq's got to be in there. Oh, my God. I, okay. Now, nah, see, I've got to put Tim Duncan in before like Shaq. You know, I love Tim. Duncan. I've had so much. That was the one thing I was going to say this whole process of like thinking about where's the Tim Duncan think pieces like that dude had one of the greatest careers of all time he could have played in the through the 90s and uh, all the way up to you know when he finished his career he was great so how is he not getting more love it's it's so annoying yeah no it's true and he what did he win five titles got five yeah I mean let me I'll pull up his resume but Tim Duncan deserves like a shit ton more press Uh, 15-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, Rookie of the Year, three-time Finals MVP, um, 97-98 All-Rookie, five-time NBA champ, 15-time All-Defensive, All-Star MVP, and two-time MVP. Wow. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I just, I I look at some of the, uh, obviously, like Russell and stuff, that's, and I mean, that's not even, it's impossible to compare that. So I'm not going to try, yeah. but for me, Tim Duncan's like a top five guy. And I know the Duncan Kobe thing has been heating up a lot, but I just, I know that if I start a franchise with Tim Duncan, I'm winning titles without issues. He's, they're probably like six, seven for me. That combination of dudes is probably like right up, up on Shaq and those guys. Yeah. Um, a lot, I, I did like also a lot of people asking, would Shaq be able to play in today's game? What do you think about oh, that? Hell. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dominate in any era. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be great if he's just pulling down 29 and 15 and they're getting blown out because the other team hit 23s. But yeah. But on the right team, I think he could definitely still make an impact and he would still be Shaq. I think people also forget early Shaq was – doing Giannis shit. Yeah. He was, like, going coast to coast off of rebounds. He was skinny. And he was uh, a defensive nightmare, too. Like, you yeah, know, you weren't scoring on Shaq. Could you imagine? Yeah, if you put, like, Lakers Shaq in today's era, there's not a center in the NBA that could – like, they're all too small. Like, no. They just get fucking dominated. Yeah. They would put the forwards on it. Maybe, like, Draymond and, you know, LeBron when they played those guys. Yeah. Yeah, good Lord. <clears throat> um. But yeah, Tim Duncan, that's that's really all. I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. I'm not going to stop the Tim Duncan hype train for a long time. Oh, yeah. I, just, I, I always just go back to his basketball reference page, and I'm like, holy shit, this is insane. Well, he meets all the qualifications that you need, too. Like, he's got the iconic shot. He's got all the rings. You know, like, he's got the personality. Just yeah. 
everything. Yeah. Uh, any old other old school basketball shit that you came across? Uh, shit, man. It made me really miss those uh those '90s jazz teams, '97, '98 jazz teams. Like, oh, I no. Okay. I grew up in South Carolina. That was uh that, that was a lot for me, you know. And actually, I wanted to mention this shit. So I knew that my dad had went to one of those uh, finals games in 97 or 98, whenever the flu game happened, but I didn't, I didn't know which one. Um, I recently asked him, and he claims it was the flu or the food poisoning game or the you know, hangover game, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So that's pretty wild. That's tidbit. really cool. That, yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That's a, to be able to go to like the iconic game in Jordan's career, that's pretty badass. Just randomly, too, yeah. So I, I just I don't like Utah. or I just mostly don't like the Utah fans. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, and then like the 50 people that have come out and said they're the ones that poisoned him. Yeah, I didn't really like that either. Uh, the whole story just seemed a little fishy. It seemed like MJ was trying to hide something. It was just like, yeah, <laughs> we'll come up with a story, you know? Yeah. So I, I also know. wanted more uh, MJ Vegas stuff and Rodman Vegas stuff. That was great. The fact that they showed <laughs> on the, in the documentary Rodman just – Finishing off a Miller Light, then hopping on a motorcycle, no helmet, and taking off <laughs> down a strip or whatever. Yeah, that was great. Oh, and there wasn't – I don't think they showed any Rodman wrestling footage. No, they, they showed the one where he skipped the finals practice to go do it, but I don't think they got it cleared or something like that from WWE because it was just him walking out and that was it. Damn, yeah. And why didn't they mention that Carl Malone wrestled him? Like That's what I was wondering. They should have spent 20 minutes to a half an hour on that, for sure. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, that was WCW, right? Yeah. What the hell? That's a big number. Um, what else we got? You had quick hits. You had all sorts of – You are you already done with the MJ stuff? I thought we were coming in with hotter uh, missiles or something. I don't – I mean, you just are no. just like, no, he's not the guy. It was just the ring accusation thing. I think he, he, you know, he did get fitted for a ring after this whole, uh, this whole run because he had another good run. And you know, LeBron definitely started filming his doc, right? Like, he, LeBron's been filming a doc since he was like a sophomore in high school, right? That's what I'm saying. And if we get to see that, imagine a ten episode documentary on LeBron. Like, it's going to be equally as great. So. Yeah, it'll be awesome. It, but it's also going to be a lot of LeBron just be like, you know, everything was so tough. Every year, it was so tough just to be LeBron. And that whole okay. cover story was misunderstood. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he didn't uh, didn't try to trade his teammates all the time or make uh, Instagram posts about them. It was actually a 1999 hover. It wasn't even the right <laughs> models. But, uh, yeah, we can definitely run through some quick hits, man. I, uh, I've been listening to some of you guys' pods recently, and I've been enjoying – the uh the foods especially at all the stadiums for sure oh my god yes thank you <laughs> that's been my favorite part so and of course jackson deville i think he's my new favorite mascot so did you see him get involved in the uh stadium stampede match no yeah he got knocked chris jericho knocked his ass out oh shit yeah. Is he okay? that was right after uh right after we named him the best mascot in the division too and you know oh, shit. we <laughs> It was rough. Um, yeah, you, you've been to the Jet Stadium, right? Yeah, I have. Uh, well, how would you rate their concessions? So, like, 
that was confusing for me because when I heard all the stuff that they had, I can't remember what it was right now, but like three or four of those things on there, I didn't even know that they had there. So Oh, maybe some they could be like the exclusive like the club level, like suite view seats only. Yeah, and it's just a giant ass stadium, you know, we just got some nachos or something like that. So right. it's yeah, kind that's of fair. If I would have known, I definitely would have tried. Uh, I think they had some kind of cream cheese, something or another, and it sounded delicious. So. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the Jets, that, like I said, they might get knocked down a pig if it turns out the Giants have the same items but with different names. <laughs> they definitely do. You guys are talking about, I think it was hot dogs or something like that. We're just like, so they just call it a giant dog? And I want to be like, absolutely. <laughs> did you, uh, did, what did you think about the Jets draft? Um, I loved it, man. I, I was oh. definitely a fan. <laughs> you know, trick of the Kool-Aid. So uh, I, I just like Mekhi Beckton. I think we needed offensive line. He's gigantic. Of course, the guy's raw, but, you know, you, there's just not enough of those dudes walking the earth, as they say. So uh, so what happened when those receivers were on the board and you didn't take the receivers? <sighs> I was a little disappointed, especially with Jerry Judy, because it seems like he's going to be really, really good. Shit, rugs, man. We might have missed that. You know, we might have been okay on that one. That guy's already got issues. How the hell? Okay, yeah. First off, he gets paid. He could have just had someone help his friend move. Like, hey, man, I don't want to move stuff. And the guy's like, I mean, I don't know what you're moving that can cut your thigh open like that. That's but what it's I'm like, saying. if you called me and you're like, hey, man, I need some help moving. Uh, I got to get my set of ancient Chinese swords that I've covered in paper towels. Uh, let's. And just need some help moving those in the living room. Like, I'm probably going to say no. Yeah, it's but, like, uh, you know, I'm going into my rookie season. I probably shouldn't risk it. Yeah. It's like, even if you aren't moving swords, you probably shouldn't be moving <laughs> any furniture. I don't know. No, nothing. It's a dumb idea. That's, that was already, yeah, it's a bad pick already. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, back to NBA, though. Did you yeah. Have any, yeah, go ahead. Um, so, I, I need you to explain this to me. So, everything I'm hearing, it sounds like we're going to get a traditional playoff system, right? That's, that's yeah. what leads to. So, the players also, I mean, it, I also want to throw out how far away it seems. We're like, um, I it, the conversations are kind of heating up, but it seems like we're like August, probably. It's end of July, right? So, it's at least seven more weeks. Before. Yeah. So, the players apparently want six weeks to, like, get in shape. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, well, okay, why don't we just start this, the next season at that point? But yeah, it it doesn't sound like we're doing the group stage. It sounds like they're going to try to go, try to go a little more traditional. Oh, but I I do think that there's a little push for the uh, the top sixteen um, instead of conferences. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought there was a little bit of push until it came out that the Nets might play the Lakers and that KD might came back, and then it seemed like that shit went away instantly. Really? There's no way KD's coming back. Uh, I don't know, man. You don't think he'd come back and try and stick it to LeBron? Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> no. Uh, I want to. I haven't even seen that. Are you sure you didn't just make that up? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I just I, I really don't think that. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. I also think that's the best way to go. And kind of like you were saying, the uh, the top teams were jacked about that because then they can just kind of roll through the first round and really yeah, get the warm up in. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, that's fine by me. I think top sixteen is definitely the way to go. Just I don't need to see the worst teams in the East. Like I don't need to see the Nets. 
Well, I, I do think that's funny, uh, especially right now with how poorly some of these teams are treating the situation, New York Knicks included. Um, but, like, the worst fucking teams in the league are the ones complaining that they're not going to be involved in this tournament. It's like, yeah. what do you think you're winning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Uh, I mean, just take your terrible loss. Uh, maybe they're mad that they can't add more losses on for tanking. Is it, is it a taking thing, or is it like, do they think there's some kind of revenue they're not going to be getting? Right. That's obviously a big deal. Do you, uh, what, what um, format do you prefer? Uh, I'd like the traditional, you know, 16 um, team playoff with the, you know, the old seedings. I don't like the, without the conferences, I don't think we should just throw away everything, throw everything out the window because then it's just a gimmick title. Um, I mean, isn't it a gimmick title every year if the worst teams, if the best teams aren't getting in anyways? Yeah, but. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. It's not matching up with what traditionally happens. Yeah, and it's even more of a gimmick. It's already going to be a gimmick, so why are we making it, you know, even more of a thing? Do you want them to launch straight into playoffs or to uh, have like a maybe a 15 or 10 game stretch? Well, that's what I was going to ask. So what are they doing right now? Are they – so I've heard the wild – either the soccer thing, is that pretty much dead at this point? Um, yeah, I don't think the group thing is happening, even Damn. though Adam Silver kind of likes it. Oh. Uh, I think that right now it's like a play-in. Um, they'll try to play they're, – they're trying to play enough games so that like the Memphis, Portland, um, yeah. and New Orleans thing can get settled. So basically teams like 20 through 22 through 16 yeah. they have like a little mini tournament. Is that right? Yeah. I think they would just play like all these teams would just kind of play to kind of try kind of get their legs back to you. Interesting. But I mean, it all comes down like the league wants Zion in. So <laughs> How much fun would it be though? If we have a little mini tournament and Zion's just running around dunking on everybody. Yeah. I think that they should do the group stage and have every team in. <laughs> just like just do it just have every team play give the the one seeds like uh a handicap like plus two points or something okay and just because i want to see steph and the warriors <laughs> i know that they shouldn't be in but maybe give them a handicap too so it's like negative two points or something to start so it's really hard like they'd have to literally win every game to make it out i just want to see everyone play I like it. It's severe it's chaos. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't care. I just want to. I just want to watch the games. I really don't care. Definitely, it's gonna be fucking wild, man. With no crowds, anything like that. Just AAU gyms, summer league, basically. Yeah, and what I was also thinking, you know, the NHL is going to be starting up too, and they have their format all set. Do you think the teams like is this like a veteran teams will dominate thing, or teams that have been together for longer will dominate? Or is it going to be like younger teams uh, have a better chance because the old guys need like a little bit to get going? I think it's going to be the teams with like the best practice players. Um, so the dudes that just dominate in practice, like your Kawhi Leonard's, your Jimmy Butler's, even like your Chris Paul's. I think it's going to be dudes like that that are going to be uh, – their teams are going to be really, really impressive. That's interesting. So like the basically the most disciplined guys. Yeah, just for, the dudes yeah. that are – they're not fucking around, you know, like they don't need crowds. They don't need any of that. Like LeBron, uh, people like that. Um, so not uh, Harden and Westbrook. I just, I feel like they need the energy. They need to feed off of it, you know? 
wouldn't wouldn't what or Harden at least like play better knowing that he's not choking in front of like twenty thousand people in the playoffs again? Well, maybe now he'll focus instead of every time he hits a three, turn it around and like stir in the pot or <laughs> do one of those things. I'm not sure if he's done that for a while. Doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like such an old white guy. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I I I don't know how that's gonna work. I could see uh yeah, that makes sense. That's a good theory. Do you think people still celebrate into the camera? Like knowing there's a camera there, they still do like their their dances and whatnot? No, but I do think they will be saying stuff into the camera. Oh, that'll be fucking awesome. You know, suck at LeBron or something like that, or you see that shit or something, you know? Yeah. Do you think we'll get Who's in the playoffs that's most likely to say something that has to be put on tape delay? The Carlos Boozer Award, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, or the KG Award. <laughs> um, damn, that's a good question. Does I mean, do you give it to, like, Montrez and Lou Will? Yeah. Clippers would probably be a pretty good one. Even Kawhi, I feel like he drops, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be great, Kawhi. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick Beverly, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. kids on the team. They're they're doing yeah. stuff out. Um, so it starts up. Let's say it starts up. It's traditional, just like you were saying. Um, who wins? I think the Lakers. Um, I think the Lakers' talent overall is still the best in the West. Um, I know the Clippers uh, on paper are probably you know more talented, but uh, I still like the Lakers' big two more than I like the Clippers' big two. Even with this break, I think it means more to LeBron at this point. So I think he's going to try just a little bit harder. And, uh, yeah, I like the Lakers to win this gimmick title. Yeah, I I mean, I kind of want it for LeBron because this would be an entire – just wasting a year of LeBron's last prime, last few years of his prime or whatever, kind of sucks. Yeah, um, no fault of his own, not even injury. Right. And then I just worry about AD, like with the stop-start, I just feel like he's – bound to be hurt in game three of the first round. Well, that's a, another award. Who's most likely to be hurt after a long layoff? AD might be the favorite. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm also interested in see how it affects, like, Kawhi and Paul George. Like, Paul George's replaced shoulders. <laughs> like, having maybe him getting some rest with that because he was sucking for a while there. True. And then uh, Kawhi's had that limp for, like, a year and a half now. Maybe that gets fixed a little bit. True. I don't know. Um, did you have any awards? Or, why is and also why isn't anyone talking about the Mavericks? Uh, yeah, I, I just don't think they're quite there, right? Like they they still got another probably another year or two before they're big. yeah. But at the same time, like Luca was an MVP candidate, and he can yeah. clearly play with these like the rest of these guys. Yeah, I completely forgot about Luca. Honestly, I don't. I don't think they're going to win the title, but it doesn't mean they can't give someone a really good series. Doesn't mean he won't be fun as shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's probably that would be the the fun thing is like the finals MVP or that they should do a, a playoff MVP for this tournament MVP. Who do you like to win it? Um. Probably the I, I like the Clippers. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I don't really trust. Vogel too much um, for the Lakers. I don't trust. What? What about Jay Kidd? (laughs) Like Vogel gets fired in like the first round? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that'd be crazy if they came back from quarantine with Kidd as the coach. Yeah, that would be <laughs> – LeBron just says, I think Frank Vogel has the coronavirus. He doesn't need to coach. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I like the Clippers. I've liked the Clippers the whole year. They flew under the radar, and, like, they were the, the natural pick at the beginning of the year. Then everyone just kind of is like, oh, whatever. That team is, that team is literally made for the playoffs. Yeah, their depth is really going to help the playoffs. And they added one of the Morris brothers, which everyone's going to forget about, which, oh, like yeah. – they're just going to have bodies to throw at people. Oh, yeah. You can always use a Morris brother. And those Lakers-Clippers games were so fun this year. So, uh, I hope. And Kawhi doesn't fuck around in those. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully we get some epic ones in this uh, this playoff. It's going to be weird, though. And I I really want to hear more conversation about – or from the players about, like, hey, I'm just going to be stuck in Orlando for, like, two months and right. not be able to do anything. <laughs> like, that kind of sucks. And some of the dudes that were like, um, you know, had concerns, had either their own, uh, you know, immune concerns or whatever about the, the virus and if whether or not they're going to play, like Joe Ingles and some of the yeah. other dudes from the Jazz. It'll be curious to see if, uh, you know, they even come back. Did you see that Bogdan Bogdanovich decided to just get surgery? What? No. Yeah, like two weeks ago, he got shoulder surgery. Well, like, he'll be out. Wait, is that the one that plays for the Kings? Uh. Is that the no, other? No, wait. This was Bojan. This was for the Jazz. Okay, the guy that the played. The Jazz players basically said, "Fuck it, we're not playing." <laughs> yeah, weren't they like fifth? What the I, hell? I don't know what their problem is, but they they experienced coronavirus firsthand, and they want nothing to do with it. Yeah, Rudy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that also something I wanted to talk to you about and throw it out there, before, so everyone knows sure. what's going to happen here with the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell's been fi- trying to find a way to get out of the, <laughs> the Utah organization. Oh, with, 100%. With, yeah, without pulling the LeBron card or pulling the trade me or I'll you know, not re-sign card, right? Yep. This is it. He's going to be like, look, I'm out. You guys, you know, this Rudy Gobert thing, it's between, it's between me and Rudy. They're not going to be able to trade Rudy Gobert in that contract. No. So they're like, look, we can't trade Rudy. What do you want us to do? Well, I guess I'm out. <laughs> So, and he's not the bad guy. Oh, it's perfect for him. Yeah, so I'm really excited for Donovan Mitchell to go somewhere cool. Where do you want him to go? Pacers or something? I don't know, but I feel like the Nets want him. Ooh. I feel like he could end up with the Nets. They've made that deal before with Darren Williams. Who knows? But uh, I don't know, man. He could. He just needs to go somewhere where he has the ball. The whole Conley thing didn't work. Like Donovan Mitchell needs to be – he needs to be in the Harden role. So you have Rudy clogging up the lane. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, damn, man, that's a good question. The Knicks so wait, better get him. So on the other side of the playoffs, then, who would you least like to see win it? In our, like, let's think of the 16-team format, you know. Least – who? Uh, probably the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but I – I don't know. Let's see. Who's who's like in it, in it? So are you talking realistic? Yeah. I think the funniest one would probably be the Rockets, right? That one? Yes. Eight. And that's realistic. Like they could somehow win this. Oh, 100%, dude. Like if he just goes on a crazy streak and hits a bunch of threes, James yeah. Harden, speaking of, 
I mean, they're going to come back and they're going to be playing with no center and just running around and teams are going to be like, what the fuck are we doing? What do we do? You know? And like, if it's possible, even less regard to their shot selection than before, you know? Yeah. This doesn't mean anything. Seriously. And so we have them probably going up, if they do the Western Conference thing, probably against Denver. Oh. Either it's going to be Denver or Utah. Uh, that's, that's not good for either of those teams. Well, Denver likes to give up points, but yeah, Utah wouldn't be a, a great matchup for. No, I just I I think they would smoke Denver. Like I have no faith in Denver at all. I don't think they even want to play in this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the other side, like Philly, Philly, like maybe could get hot and win it, and that would kind of suck. Yeah, because that team needs to be broken up. But I it just sucks for them. They were that they're they were twenty nine and two at home. Wow. <laughs> like they can't even use that. Uh, my surprise team, like my pick, if I were to be gambling on this, would I? I pick Boston. Ooh, I like that. You know what? I did spend about an hour and a half watching Jason Tatum highlights from this last season. Yeah, I was thoroughly impressed. That guy definitely took his game to another level that I was not aware of. They were just really good. Like they were back to being a Brad Stevens team, ball movement, and Tatum. Yeah, took over. Jalen Brown also was really good. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. That team's solid as hell. Yeah. It's just, like, could they get past Milwaukee? Who knows? I, I really, like, don't see Milwaukee winning, and I don't know. Man, how big – is Milwaukee the big loser from all of this? I mean, they were on pace to win 69 games or 70 games, right? Yeah, I don't think it matters. I think this is actually good for them because then they just, you know, they can lose and be like, oh, yeah, it was just because we uh, – had that long layoff, like you were never going to win the title. Sorry, give it seasons, just snap their fingers. Yeah, you have like your, you have Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, and George Hill as like your other three guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what about the Pacers? Uh, I haven't thought about the Pacers since the quarantine started. I don't <laughs> plan on doing much today. Um, Do you know who their leading scorer is? It's a bonus. It has to be. No, T.J. Warren. TJ Warren is their leader. Yeah, by point two points. Man, we were, I just want to point out, we were so right on TJ Warren seven years ago or whenever he came out in that draft. We said You this hated guy, that trade. You hated said, the TJ Warren to the Pacers move. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, we always knew TJ Warren. You just put him in, he'll just get you 17 to 20 points a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always yeah. been like that, you know? That's, that's basically all. But – I don't know. That team was pretty solid. It was just weird. Oladipo came back and he sucks. Well, he was he came off a serious injury, wasn't he? Out for like a year or something. Yeah, but he sucks. <laughs> like they couldn't even. They basically were like, we can't play him. Well, maybe the quarantine helped. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, is there anyone else in here that's even worth watching? Well, I mean the Pelicans, but we gotta hope that they make it. Yeah. That's the shitty part. The Pelicans had, I think, the easiest schedule after uh, the All-Star break. So they they had the easiest path to make it to the playoffs, essentially. I think they were four games back. And they played Memphis twice. Memphis is four games ahead of them in the eighth spot. And now they don't get that opportunity. And they were playing out of their mind, too. Like yeah. The last month and a half, Zion really started to take off. Lonzo. I don't, I don't know. They were five and five in their last ten. Well, before that. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Um, we got, yeah, they gotta let they gotta let New Orleans in to keep JJ's playoff streak alive. Seriously, I just the Spurs are 27 and 36. They're gonna miss it. They're gonna miss the playoffs for the first time in like 25 years or whatever. End of the dynasty. Oh, so sad. 
Now you uh, you were a Phoenix Suns uh, supporter for a little bit there. Yeah. What the hell happened and what's going on? They're, yeah, they're twenty six and thirty nine. Oh. Um, they just I don't understand how this team is so bad. Yeah, I, I just don't think Devin Booker, I hate to say it, but I just don't think he, like, wins games for you, you know, yeah. as an option. I don't – and that might be the case for Aiton, too, <laughs> sadly. We have to give Aiton a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's only in his second season, and he has looked a lot better in his second season. Um, and he's kind of a throwback player, you know, like those centers like we were talking about earlier. With Shaq, they just don't really exist in the league. They just don't make as much of an impact anymore. I just feel like coaching has been so bad. And the coaching – well, and the, the entire infrastructure, man. They yeah. have the worst owner in sports. He's been the worst owner for like 20 years. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they hired that one dude last year, the international guy. I can't even remember what his name was. Yeah. Fired him after one year. <laughs> yep, yep. And then they get Monty Williams, who's just, you know, let's run this back for the yeah. 50th time. Um, but that team, if I look at it, you have Devin Booker, uh, Aiton, Ubre, Rubio. Like that's a pretty solid core. That's that should be five hundred. Should be. And then you're adding guys like Baines, Kaminsky, Sarich, uh, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Tyler Johnson. There's just like a lot of guys that I feel like teams would want on their team. Yeah, they should be better. It makes no sense. I mean, like, and Booker's. Like PR this year is nineteen point eight. Like he's he, not he the well. worst. Yeah, and Ubre actually was a really good partner with him. Um, yeah, so. DeAndre Ayton came back and like you said, he's averaging nineteen and twelve this year with two assists and almost two blocks. <laughs> but you know what the problem is? DeAndre is only worried about one thing. And it's, not- <laughs> <laughs> it's so. And- um, and then let's go. Let's just look at the T Wolves. Another team. Uh, they were wasn't. Towns on like a a losing streak of like fifteen games. Oof, really? Yeah, it was bad. He was like, and then they trade. You know, they make the trade, but that team also really sucks. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand how some of these teams with that talent. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's a terrible roster too. I mean, they've been playing. They've been paying Gorgie Dang for like fifteen years somehow. <laughs> I think there's still – who's the other guy? Who's the big, like, uh, European dude they had? Oh, yeah, like Rip, Ripkowski or something. <laughs> no, I don't think so, but, yeah, <laughs> they've been paying him, I'm pretty sure, still. So, with all the cap stuff, we might be getting another amnesty clause, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, who who would you, I don't know, put in pole position to be amnestied next? Obviously, the John Wall contract's a little scary, Oh, but maybe they just want to play that out. How many more years do they have? Do they have two more years on it? I Hasn't it just kicked in? Oh, my God. <laughs> play that out. Because <laughs> you're going to have to pay it either way. Oh, man, that's rough. Uh, I would definitely have to see that if I was the Warriors or the Wizards and just start over. <laughs> yeah, so I think John Wall's obviously a, a candidate. Maybe. Um, yeah, so he has one – wait, what year is this? I really feel like he's got, like, four years left. Yeah, one, two, three, four years left, uh, up to $47 million. Holy – that's impressive. 
his agent, man. That guy needs a raise. I honestly think that, you know, if we get enough time here, Kyrie could be amnestied. <laughs> Just the Nets are like, hold on. That's what this guy's like? That's so true, especially if KD comes back and starts playing really well. and They're just like, you know, we don't need <laughs> Kyrie also. Yeah. Uh, could could the Warriors amnesty Wiggins? Ooh, I was going to say Draymond, so that's interesting. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I'm thinking Wiggins because he, uh, I don't know, like – Contract that's a, yeah, it's that contract sucks, but I'm just wondering, can will they allow that since they didn't technically sign him to that contract? Uh, will he will they be allowed to amnesty it? That's a good question. I don't really know how that, that works. Um, Chris Paul has got to be an amnesty candidate for next oh year. man, that guy's had a resurgence. No, I know, but for next year, isn't he making like 40 million or something crazy? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so I'm sure OKC would like to get out from that, you know, the seventh seed that they're going to be stuck in. The really weird thing is, like, we were due for a uh, setback in the in the cap uh, department <laughs> because okay. if you look at the amnesties from last time, what was it, 2014 or 2015 or something? Uh, shit, that those salaries weren't that bad. Mm. Um, let's see who Carlos Boozer. Uh, Tyrus, like these guys were making like ten million dollars, you know, not forty. <laughs> so it's just weird to see how the cap has exploded. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't know, it, like Andre Blatch, eight million dollar amnesty. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Josh Childress, I think he was five years, thirty three million. So looking at those contracts now, uh, it's like, oh, that's not shit. But it was a big part of the whole team cap. So. I don't know. We we need to probably set it back a little bit. And Daryl Morey already did with the China stuff, so who knows. <laughs> um, what else do you got? I was just going to say, I think it's funny looking back on the amnesty clause. I remember how pumped we were about that. Like, even us, I don't remember how old we were at the time, like 15, 16. And even then we were like, dude, this is such a great idea that get rid of these bad contracts. <laughs> and then these GMs are just going around fucking them up, not even using it properly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You you mess this like they should have a committee, like a committee where you have to submit a proposal to amnesty a guy. <laughs> like, look, dude, you don't want to do this. This is dumb. It was so stupid. They would always amnesty a guy like the last year when it's like you've already eaten that terrible contract for three years. Like, what's the point? I don't know. What really worries me is that we're not seeing how bad GMs are right now. Like, I don't feel like there's a ton of terrible moves. There are some in the draft. Like, the draft has some weird stuff. But trade-wise, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think Simmons put it the best the other day. I was listening to him. It's just there's so much social media feedback now. Like, you just get ripped apart if you, if you fuck up as a GM. Right. Everybody's so, I, it's going to be weird, like, looking back at these, like, oh, the, you know, these decisions were bad, but not, like, 90s bad, <laughs> you know? Um, listening to those redraftables, did you have like a, I don't know. I, I just felt weird about the one and done rule after listening to about, you know, talking about all the high school guys and yeah. how unsuccessful so many of them were. I'm like, wait a second. I don't know. Cause I know that's where we're moving again or towards it or towards some, some sort of system where guys are coming out of high school to play. I don't uh, know that the one and done rule is that bad. Oh, 100% agree. I thought you were going to go the opposite direction on that one. No. 
Oh, yeah, 100% agree. Because it got so bad. It got to the point, I think it was like 2002 or maybe even 2003, um, where they were drafting like 18 to 20, you know, high school kids in the first round. And then like nine of them or 10 of them or maybe even higher would just flame out. They would never play in the league. Yeah. It was, it was awful. I mean. Yeah. So I'm just looking at that and like, okay, hold on. We need to maybe reevaluate this. It would be cool. Just because, like people are looking at like LeBron KG and they remember all those big names, but Holy shit. There were so many bad high schoolers. Yeah. There was a, a nudie EB for every LeBron James. <laughs> uh, also, Hey, let's look at real quick. I did a deep dive on the Sonics. All right. Oh yeah. Uh, let's look at some of these draft picks oh my god it's horrible <laughs> dude the fact that i don't i need my dates all set but um dude, horrible they had like a prime ray allen right like a pretty damn good 20 a night ray allen yep that was from 2002 to 2006 yeah 2005-ish pretty much and that was all around Ray. That was before he just stood in the corner and bombed threes. All yeah, time. like he would—he was attacking the rack. I went to a lot of those games. He was sick. He was nice. So here's really the first draft where he's there. It's Nick Collison, Luke Ridnour, and Willie Green. So Nick Collison and Luke Ridnour. Yeah, Ridnour was there for a long time. So was Collison. They were those guys. Like you, they're probably the best of the bunch. Yeah. I also remember those two guys being talked about as like they're going to change things like they're legitimately good well they were okay i think that was coming from a certain segment of people who wanted it (laughs) ironically willie green probably had just as good of a career as a second round pick damn okay so the next year 2004 robert swift 12 absolute disaster can't wait Uh, for the documentary (laughs) andre emmett in the second round, and some guy named David Young. Andre Emmett had a cup of coffee, but was never good. I remember Andre Emmett. He won the college slam dunk contest. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we're proud, I think. Uh, the next year, this is like real solid Ray Allen. Like, hey, we should really be helping him out at this point. Uh, that year, Ray, Ray averaged 39 minutes a game. Oh. He shot it 19 times a game. Uh, what did he average? 23 a game. Wow. So, like, hey, let's get Ray some help. Well, they went ahead and drafted Johan Petro. I knew that name was coming. <laughs> and Mikel Gillibelli. What? So, wait, they went back-to-back French dudes? Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> and b- both of them were complete busts. Like, I can't tell you, as a Sonics fan, how it's like for – Almost three years, you're just like, oh, we just don't have rookies. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to play. Oh, my God. Uh, Lawrence Roberts was probably the best pick of that year for them in the second round. Oh, I loved Lawrence Roberts. Yep. Hell of a player. Huge. Uh, okay. Then we had 2006, Muhammad Sine. Oh, my God. What are they doing? <laughs> Do they, oh, they were trying to be the Spurs at this point, right? I have no idea. This was – um, Wally Wally Walker, I believe, was the GM, and I don't understand how you can pick three years in a row. You pick these seven footers that can't play. Oh my god, that's three years of wasted draft picks. Really? <laughs> like you don't get one guy. And those um, picks, right? Those are three lottery picks. Yeah. So a tenth. Johan Petro was the twenty fifth pick. So that one's oh, okay. not as little... bad. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, Sine was the tenth pick in that draft. Oh god! So that by that time, Ray Allen leaves, and we get Kevin Durant, and then the Sonics leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> After hearing those three drafts, I I want to change my stance. I think the Sonics deserve to leave. Seriously, like Wally Walker, and he, Wally Walker gets a lot of credit too for like getting Rashard Lewis and uh, getting Ray Allen in, and like I I don't. I don't. Maybe he wasn't the GM for all of those picks, but it was a good amount. So instead of Muhammad Sine, they could have drafted Reddick, Cephalosha. Hell, Ronnie Brewer had a decent career. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of guys. Rajon Rondo, you know, that Brown kind of su- or that uh, draft kind of sucked. So, but still terrible. Um, I was trying to see what else we had. I had some other stuff with the Sonics, but basically it was just a disaster. Also, I don't like the Richard Lewis slander that's going around. There's Richard Lewis slander going around? Yeah, people are talking about how bad his contract was. Like, Richard was a really good player. Oh, yeah. And he was ahead of his time, right? Like, he had three threes a game or something. Yeah, that Magic team was sick. Yeah, they really were. Yeah. Anything else you got? Um... You know, I got my, my, my list of quick hitters real quick. I'll run yep. it down for you. Um, the, the top here, I got DeAndre Baker. Uh, <laughs> you like to see a rookie step up and take control like that. Uh, uh, yeah, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> move. <laughs> I just thought that whole thing was hilarious. I thought it was – I mean, you know, with respect to the situation, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and I thought – why is the rookie in charge there? Like, wasn't the other guy a, a six-year veteran or something? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's a Seahawk you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. The, the rookie is stepping up and taking control of that situation? Come on. You expect more out of the bet. Yep. Uh, let's see here. And then I've got uh, – oh, I, I was excited for the Jets' uh, upcoming season, but then I played through – you know, I got a lot of extra free time. Um, so I played through an entire season on all Madden and, uh, it, it's pretty tough to get them to go like six and 10, seven and nine. So <laughs> it's going to be rough, man. I mean, I honestly, I don't know if you listened to some of the schedule, like the schedule breakdown thing we did, but with that, uh, third place schedule, a lot of teams make the leap yep. after like, you know, they, it's like fourth place teams you think oh they get the easy schedule to make the jump but they never do they just suck right. third place teams though typically have a breakout year and I thought the Jets were a pretty solid candidate this year but I looked at their I mean the, that strength of schedule is terrible playing yeah. the NFC West is just brutal yeah we're second behind the Niners who play yeah. in the NFC West, so. that sucks <laughs> gonna be a fun season i'm excited for it though at least i just got at least the gm is trying that's all i could say i'm happy that is like around football circles like he they're like yeah great gm bad coach yeah i mean for the last six years we've just ignored we acted like the offensive line wasn't a position on the fucking roster so it was nice to see you know yeah just that uh my next one this is just you know random tidbits these are just from across my musings uh the I don't know if you heard this anecdote. I forget what I heard it on, but it was during Kobe's heyday uh, when his team really sucked, and he came into the locker room the one day before the trade deadline, and he said, "Some of y'all getting traded tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite Kobe anecdotes I have ever heard. That, yeah, that's amazing. That needs to happen more. And like Kobe wouldn't have like been shy about saying that to the media. Like LeBron would hide it, and he'd get crushed. One hundred percent. 
And then the best part is nobody got traded on that team either. That's just a, so. <laughs> just to scare people. Yeah, he just played with them the rest of the season. That's fantastic. Um, and then finally here, we'll, we'll end with this. And I think this is pretty fitting right now, you know, considering the situation and the climate and everything like that. I want to talk about Donald Sterling. Uh, so I don't, <laughs> no. I don't know if you heard about this, but um, there was a thing, another anecdote that came out that he refused to sign J.J. Redick when Redick was a free agent for the Clippers yes. because he was white. <laughs> And I was just so confused. And so, like, it led me to believe, it led me to ask the question, is Donald Sterling the most racist person of all time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't want to sign white players. He doesn't want black people at his games. I don't know what you want, Donald. I was so confused. Like, what does this guy want, man? So I just thought that was crazy. Donald Sterling would have really helped the Sonics and – from the, you know the from the mid '90s through the early 2000s in the draft. I'm just saying. Oh, might have. <laughs> wow, yeah, that those I forgot about all those things, but yeah, those are great. Yeah, um, good bits. It just JJ Redick being super confused was the best part. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> that was so funny to me, dude. Just like his reverse racism, but also also active. Oh man, Donald Sterling, what a legend. Uh, have you, did you play 2K this year? Uh, basketball? Yeah. Yeah, I played it. Why is this year not like a 2K year? Um. Because I didn't get into it. Like, I played, like, some franchise stuff, and I was like, eh, whatever. Well, because it's not great. It's the same game that it's been for a couple years now. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel the same way about Madden, though, too, you know. I can play Madden all day. Just fire everyone, cut everybody. Get a bunch of new guys in. I just get tired of seeing the guy pace around the office constantly. (laughs) Fair enough. Cool. Any other tidbits? No, I think that's pretty much it, man. Nice. All right. Well, we, uh, me and Rich are going to get back to uh, one of these divisions on Thursday. Really eyeballing the menus here. Um, Really doing a deep dive on what kind of oil some of the stadiums are using. uh, You know, what kind of fryers they got. Uh, how what are the lines like in the concession stuff like that so i'm really really diving deep for the food stuff is nfc west is that next no we're going we want worst division and we're going to best division oh okay gotcha so somewhere probably one of the afc yeah uh, we're gonna do all the afc first all right all right well we will uh catch up hopefully they announce something and we can just start doing some predictions we get a little meat. We got to get Ant involved in one of these too. Like yeah, that. he's going to be pissed. Sorry, okay. Ant. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Go to at Spread Show on Twitter, and uh, we will talk to you next week.